This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my friends? My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to AOM Radio. It's Monday morning. We are so happy to be here. I'm feeling good. Yes, our show is real help for real couples, and as always, it is brought to you by the Anatomy of Marriage app, which is a couples counseling app that's fast, fun, and never boring that we Mm -hmm. made, and every single morning, we go live on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Mm -hmm. You can catch us there, and uh, we're going to say right now, good morning to Happy Mary After, and good uh, and Joe Junkin, all these people Mm -hmm. are joining us, good morning, Uh, and we do four things every single day. That's right. We do a prayer an intention, a gratitude, and then we talk about our topic of the day mm-hmm. and our app conversation starters of the day. Technically, that's five things. I don't know why we always call it four. Well, we do several things, and just pigs sounds good. So right. welcome. This is AOM Radio. Thank you for joining us this morning. I'm feeling good, feeling finer than frog hair. If that's a southern saying you may not have heard of. So welcome. You want to pray this morning? Sure. All right. Go for it. Dear Lord, thank you so much for all of our blessings. Thank you for everything that we get to experience for our children, our family, our home, uh, this podcast, our listeners, the people who write in. God, thank you for the gift of our show, the gift of this ministry and this work and how it has impacted millions of people and millions of uses of us. I don't even know what I'm saying. Amen. <laughs> millions of uses. I've never us a ever heard times. of that before. Millions of uses. I don't know. So that that reminds me of like the Mui, right? Mui, yeah. We're, we're we. It's us. Millions of uses. That's, okay, I like that. I'm Dan Siegel. <laughs> I'm amazing. That's right. You are. What's up, Rob McKenzie? Uh, what's up, Mandy? Good to see you. Let's see. Ah, so good to be back. Good morning. Yes, it is. And like I said, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm thankful. It's sunny today, and this starting a Monday morning out this way is good. Uh, for me, so hopefully it's good for you. What's your thankful? What's your intention today? My intention is I have a lot that I want to get done today, mm-hmm. um, and it's gonna sound like goals, like not intention based, but mm-hmm. it is. So I want to like blast through mm-hmm. our kitchen, mm-hmm. rearrange a bunch of crap because mm-hmm. our kitchen is driving me bonkers, and so I got to do that. 
which in turn mm-hmm. will help me be more present with you when you get home. That's right. So when I, I that's just how my brain works. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that need to be in order. And if they're not, I just can't rest. Yeah. Like if the house is messy, if mm-hmm. the kitchen is messy, if there's laundry everywhere, my brain just does not enjoy mm-hmm. that. So yeah. I intention, my intention is to get those things organized. Mm-hmm. Uh, also to teach the kids um, today's lesson on mindfulness is going to be about uh, honoring the small things. And that's really how you get to greatness. Mm-hmm. It's in the Eckhart Tolle book I'm reading. So nice. my intention is to teach them all of those things. So it's kind of like a weird, it's like a family intention mm-hmm. that pours over very positively right. into a marriage intention. Yeah. So a, a lot of female clients that I've had in the past say, yeah, you know, it's hard for me to be intimate when there's other stuff around. Like if the kitchen is dirty or we'll have these things going on or the kids, it's, it's hard to, right. it's be hard for, for some women to compartmentalize. So you are being intentional in our relationship by getting things, getting those things done. Uh-huh. Boom. Checking it off your list. So you can be like, hello. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. Except okay. if I don't, I can't be present with you. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's uh, good. I just don't have that brain flexibility yeah what's your intention did you say it yeah my intention is also sort of a kind of roundabout way so today i am starting phase three it's day one of phase three of the 75 hard program and phase three is the most intense most difficult of all the phases right and when i am doing things like this it forces me to to get stuff done and then also to be present you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so it's good for the family it's good for you and then i get those things done i'm super hyper focused and then i can focus on you in a good way so it all is collective my intention for you on 75 hard is to Mm -hmm. get your last workout done before 9 30 p.m can you make that happen okay when you're on 75 hard you go to bed so late and i don't like it yeah no so that's my intention for you all right Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, All right. Gratitude. Gratitude. Thank you for being fun over the weekend. Uh, it was our 16th wedding anniversary. Thank you for all the happy wishes. And it really was fun. It was chill. We went to a really great restaurant that we haven't been to for years. Jack's. Jack's. And it's a steakhouse and all this stuff. And we just ate and drank and had fun mm-hmm. and it was awesome so we played our created with love uh, bodacious <laughs> that's right arcade so game. so thank you for that i am gratitudinous mm-hmm. for that to spend it with you and to hang out and have fun so right you're on, welcome it Thanks. really was such an enjoyable anniversary it was mm-hmm. awesome good um i am really thankful there was a couple things i was thinking but you cut the tree down yesterday and it's funny because like I don't care. Like I don't mm-hmm. want more trees cut down. I'm like, oh, whatever. They're rotten. They're going to fall on people. I know, people. but I'm thankful that that's what you, your brain thinks. Oh, right. You're like, this is not safe. It could hurt somebody. And branches have been falling out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thankful that you take the time to like figure out how to mm. make it so it won't break mammoth the other tree that we Mm -hmm. have and do all these things and uh you cut the grass farther out which is a ton of work so Mm -hmm. i'm thankful because it makes the property feel like a park our property feels like a state park it's like ryan mickler talks about protect provide and preside Mm -hmm. so you you protect by cutting trees down that could fall you provide like oh fun area to play and live and do stuff 
and then preside. I don't know. Just, you know, like, hey. Wear, wear a crown or something. Um, so <laughs> we encourage you to do these things with your partner. So yeah. we want you to pray together. Mm-hmm. Do your intentions. Like, what are your behavioral goals, your relationship goals for the day? And do your gratitude. It's a little tiny thing that makes a huge difference in your marriage if you just do it every single day. Mm-hmm. And coming up soon, we're going to have a pig's challenge. We mm-hmm. are getting it um, coded into our app right now mm-hmm. uh, with our app developer where we are literally creating a challenge. And it's going to have morning pigs and pigs in a blanket mm-hmm. and prayer alarms. And you guys are going to love it. And we'll do it with you once we get it coded in. A viewer on YouTube says, girl has to have a clean, organized house to be dirty with the hubby. That is hilarious. <laughs> get clean to get dirty. I there like that. Now that's a that's shirt. like a book title. All right. Cleaning to get dirty. I love it. Okay. The dirtiest kind of clean. What? I don't even I know. Don't even, yeah, uh, I don't even. And right. Anna E26 says, congratulations. What a true blessing. It, yeah. Thank you. It, it was is a true blessing. blessing. It was and, so much fun. You know, we talk about more is caught in the taunt, and I made it a point several times to like kiss Melanie in front of the kids and say, today uh-huh. is our 16 years anniversary of right. marriage. We've been together 16 years, you guys. Wow. 16 years. What a thing. Mm-hmm. And... They're gonna they're gonna catch that, yeah, you know, it's, and it's not like sit down, listen to sixteen years of stuff. No, right. it's not that. It's just modeling. Uh, Rose says our pigs a morning thing. Hubby goes to work at three thirty a.m. Goodness mm. gracious, you can do it anytime. So mm. a good example there would be if he goes off to work and then at, whenever you wake up, let's mm-hmm. say you're up and going by eight thirty or something or whatever, um, you can text them back and forth. You can do a quick phone call. You could voice memo, Voxer, mm-hmm. whatever. It's not a really long thing. It's mm-hmm. just I I like to start the day with them because Mm -hmm. it it puts you in a mindset that is so positive and helpful and loving right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you don't have to get up at 3.30. That would be awful. (laughs) That's right. I'm sorry your husband has to do it. Yeah. So speaking of Voxer, Voxer is a way to communicate daily with Mm -hmm. someone, maybe even a couple times daily, right? It's a walkie-talkie app that we use, that we have used in the past. And right now we are using it very specifically for our Coaching coaching, coaching clients. What is coaching, Seth? Well, I'll tell you. Coaching is a way to help you get over whatever you are being held back from. It gives you that daily accountability. It gives you that laser-like focus mm-hmm. of these are my goals, you know, weight goals, relationship goals, money goals. How can I Parenting get on track? Goals. Parenting goals, right? Me and Melanie did coaching last year, and it kicked our butts, right? 90 days of intensive Hey, man, what's going on? What's your goals? And like I said before, we use Voxer. Mm -hmm. I check in with my clients every single day. Hey, man, what's up? How's your goals doing? I need a status update right now. And boom, within the hour or whatever, they give me a status update, Mm -hmm. right? And that daily accountability is so much different from counseling because this is coaching. We are in your corner. We are on your side. We are there for you. We participated in it, so we know we definitely know how it feels to be on the other side, right? So if you have any questions whatsoever, email us, me or Melanie, at coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com. It's 30, 60, or 90 days of intense stuff Butt that will coaching. get you to your goals, right? So coaching at anatomymarriage.com. I'm super excited about mm-hmm. how that is going. It's so fun to talk to coaching clients. Yeah. It's just like all the energy that we have for the show. We're just like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, so it, it's yeah. Pretty rad. That, that's a good way to put it. It's an hour weekly of, hey, what's going on? What you know? Talk to me. Talk to me about this. Right. Oh yeah, this is. So it's really good. Somebody says, at first I had concerns with PDA in front of our children. 
But now we do it often, and our mm-hmm. little ones talk about their marriage, which feels like a generation mm-hmm. curse broken by being happily married. Ooh, yes. Hallelujah. It is so interesting because that's mm-hmm. I grew up in a home where my parents don't like hug and kiss. Right. They don't talk lovingly about mm-hmm. each other. They kind of do the opposite. Um, and it's a, it was very hard for me at mm-hmm. first to be like, okay with it i just mm-hmm. was like this is uh, no that's mm. not what mom and dad did mm-hmm. uh but yeah it is it is what our children need to know that they are safe and loved to know that we are secure mm-hmm. it's a huge part of secure attachments right so air five mm. brie i think that's how your name is said i don't know how to read anything air five for all of the generational curses broken and the millions of us's <laughs> that yeah that is awesome i i love that when people come in and say yeah i'm breaking this i'm yes. doing this i'm changing, changing it. it that is so it's huge so exciting it so. feels amazing it also feels terrifying but once mm. you get it going it feels amazing that's right so let's read our question of the day right. you can send in your questions to hello at anatomy of marriage.com you can DM us on mm-hmm. Instagram. You can do it through the website. Whatevs. All right. Um, so this one. You want me to read it? It's a long one. I can try. All right. So it says, my girlfriend and I have, both have genetic diseases. Um, blah, blah, blah. We are both the youngest children in our family, and our family structure is very differently different. What? Our families structure very differently. I definitely belong to an individualist structure, and she belongs to a collectivist structure. I was raised in a home with half-siblings, mostly boys, all older, and very abusive physically and verbally. I have a very fractured relationship with them now. My girlfriend was raised with all girls. They are only a few years apart and very close. Originally, I wrote this big, long letter to you guys, but I hated it because it felt like I was a victim. I felt like I was saying... Lots of poor me type things, and that's not who I am as a person. I ain't nobody's victim. Nice. My main concern is this. Her family is very enmeshed. I have no idea how to function in that dynamic under normal circumstances, but I also feel that something has changed in the dynamic between me and her parents and that they are being intentionally dismissive of me and now disrespectful to me. I feel that I have done all the thi- all that I can for them as a family in a way, and I've proven myself, including being there when her parents split up for a few months. I've been genuine, polite, and very respectful. I've tried to be what I feel is required while also trying to remain true to myself. I feel that it's gotten to the point now where I am truly uh, un- uncomfortable around them in a way where it's overtly obu- wait, obvious to outsiders that I am treated differently and not approved of. So far as to excluding me from plans that others are invited to or forbidding me to visit my girlfriend in the hospital. The angst creates a few issues for me, such as me not wanting to be around her family, which is problematic because she is close to her family and even more problematic because she has developed quite an anxiety around driving. And so at the moment, she does not drive to my place. So the time spent with her is exclusively around her parents. I'm not a confrontational confrontational person. I also don't think... It needs to be this hard. I mean, I want to get along. I am unsure of what to do next. I'm, while I'm sure that I want to marry my girlfriend, I'm not sure that I would have their blessing or that this situation is going to change in marriage. From my perspective, I felt like an outsider in my own family, and I definitely identify that I feel the same way here, and that only adds to the angst that I feel. I'm worried about resentment and hostility breaking out from my end well into marriage. Um, and then my girlfriend and I not being able to have a functioning marriage because of this Hmm. guys, I'm tired of feeling alone and like an outsider. I've done everything I can do. I'm not sure how to handle it or how to stand up for myself. Help. Mm. Okay. So there's a lot here and, 
so one thing I, I think about is the individual versus collectivist culture. Uh, what what is going on there? And I'll be honest with you, you guys are just boyfriend and girlfriend. There's not much weight to that uh, kind of thing. I know that. Well, we were just a boyfriend and girlfriend once, so don't. Oh no, I know, I know, but still, and I just think of like other girlfriends and boyfriends. Like, oh, you're the boyfriends. Like, well, what? How long have you guys been together? You know, is it has it been five years? What's this guy doing? What's I this? wouldn't stay together with you if we dated for five years. Exactly. So that's the thing. If it's like two years, it's like okay. Sometimes parents don't take other people serious unless there is a ring on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And especially coming from a collectivist culture, it's mm-hmm. like who is this outsider coming in? Mm-hmm. Where do we don't we're not taking you seriously? Right. Kind of thing. So so there is that dynamic. I understand. was that present in your family. What? Was your family that way with people you dated? No. What do you mean? Like, what were they like? I don't know. Um, what, what do you mean? Like, what are you asking? Did your fam- so my family does not treat anyone like outsiders. Right. Like, it does not matter who you are, mm-hmm. where you're from. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They always are accepting. Was your family that way? I think they treat everybody like outsiders. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, how did you deal with that then? Uh, just with anxiety. Just went and did my own thing, I think. Mm kind of thing so it wasn't healthy well it, it wasn't what it could be right you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. yeah sorry so i didn't back mean to, to cut you question. off but i just no. i think like mm-hmm. you have experience there mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely so um hmm yeah the enmeshment piece i would definitely like to look into that because not allowing you to go see her in the hospital okay that's kind of weird you know I, i'm thinking about your girlfriend's anxiety about driving yeah. so now she's just kind of holed up that was in the her... one thing i want to address mm-hmm. this is going to sound so like not what the question is about but why does your girlfriend have anxiety about driving and are you unintentionally fueling her anxiety by mm-hmm. accepting it mm-hmm. so that as weird as that sounds i want you to put yourself in her parents shoes like hardcore put yourself in her parents shoes and say she's in a loving, supportive family. This person is an outsider, like you are, mm-hmm. not a part of their family. And what if it's she is saying, I have anxiety driving, but my boyfriend will take me. Mm-hmm. And from a parent's perspective, you're like, wait, no, I need my daughter to figure out how to have her anxiety coped and managed mm-hmm. with with herself. I don't know if this is what's happening, so I'm just guessing, but that's what I would think. If my daughter, if Hattie had a boyfriend and she said, I'm just really afraid to drive, so Travis is coming over. <laughs> I don't know, it's thought Travis? of a funny name. <laughs> so my boyfriend is coming over right. and he's going to take me. I'd be like, uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I would like fingers snapping in her face. Mm-hmm. You will, fi- and it's not about him, mm-hmm. it's about you have to figure out your anxiety. You are nobody's victim, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not going to be mm-hmm. the one who can't drive and then your dumb boyfriend's going to take you everywhere. That is how I would feel. Mm. So I'm not trying to make you feel like a dumb boyfriend, but that may be what her parents are feeling. Mm-hmm. Here's a really good example of something super weird that happened. This was years ago. My One of my good friends uh, was dating a guy and he was kind of a ding dong. And he was very much like, I think I'm a grown up. And he wanted to teach her how to use a credit card. Mm -hmm. And she was all for it. Of course, she wanted to marry this guy. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, he's going to teach me how to use a credit card. And And he's going to help me like, he's going to help me, you know, get my credit score higher so I can have more lending power, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Her parents were 
pissed. Mm -hmm. And I remember her coming to me saying, I don't know why they're so mad. He just wants to teach me how to use a credit card. And I was like, they're mad because he's not your husband. Right. And this is a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. He is a child trying to teach another child how to borrow money. This is an awful idea. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I'm like, don't take his like financial advice. He's an idiot. (laughs) I mean, he's like 19. He doesn't have a car, own a home, pay a mortgage. Mm -hmm. He is not the person that you Mm -hmm. go to for these things. Your parents are. Right. And it's stuff like that that I think um, really well-meaning boyfriend and girlfriend couples get into. They don't realize the potential long-term impact, and they also really don't realize how parents slash actual grown-ups who have gone through crap mm-hmm. see things, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you haven't gone through crap and that you don't know how to see things, but there's a whole different world, a whole different realm of mm-hmm. like, oh, I really get it. Like, I've right. gone through all this stuff. This kid's coming in trying to faff around, and I'm not mm-hmm. down with it. You're so. not down with it. So there's a, there's a couple different things. So number one, you're not married. So are you trying to be the pretend fiancé, pretend boyfriend, I mean, pretend husband kind of thing right. here. And that is where you might be getting pushback. Like, okay, what, you know, um, and this isn't about you, but I'm just putting, I'm just throwing out a scenario. If, if Hattie was whatever, you right. know, and was trying to be the pretend fiance or pretend husband or whatever, like, are you in school? Do you have a job? What are right. you Right. There'd be really doing? high and, standards and, and, that we would have. And dude, you might have all this. So I'm not, I'm not right. saying that. Right. But it is it, it is it is a thing, mm-hmm. right? And there are tons of boyfriends and girlfriends do this too. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm his person now. Right. I'm her person. And you're like, wait, you are you've only been dating for six months. Uh-huh. What is this? This is stupid. Right. Kind of thing. So maybe the parents are pushing back against that. And also, in addition to this possible dynamic going on, the parents may be super enmeshed as well oh for sure and not super healthy right Mm -hmm. so you got all this stuff right so i would just say hey chill out what are your guys's long-term goals yeah if the long-term goals are let's get married okay when when are you gonna engage you know Mm -hmm. or or get engaged uh when are you gonna set a date Mm -hmm. and and kind of thing if you're not well you know maybe in about a year when i get my stuff figured out okay then don't even worry about this okay this is just I just under, meet together and have a Big Mac. Don't right. I understand the anxiety and like thinking. Like I was like this too. I was like, oh my gosh. If but what if this? How is this going to affect our kids? Even and I was just in bonkers anxiety land, thinking, what are you doing? You have you have a term paper due today, and you're thinking about right. kids five years from now. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, kind of things like, oh, I'm a, a, a junior in college, and I'm thinking about kids and like long lasting stuff is like sure it's good to be future minded Mm -hmm. but let's get it in reality perspective you know what i'm saying yeah rose says great points love this thank you and i do think like there probably is an enmeshment piece but i would ask why does her why do her parents not want you to visit her in the hospital Mm -hmm. what is the reason and And I would be, you could use the clearing structure in the app. So in the Anatomy of Marriage app, we have the interactive clearing structure that you fill Mm -hmm. out. You can get it at anatomyofmarriage.com if you haven't gotten it yet. And the clearing structure is in the free version of the app. You can get it for free. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just can't share it because the the linking part is what costs money. And if you complain about what our app costs, go sit on a log. You don't do nothing for me. (laughs) 
Just kidding. I just <laughs> thought it would be funny to say. Um, but anyway, so why does your phone keep doing that? I, I don't okay. know. So when so I would use a clearing structure in the app mm-hmm. because it's much more in depth. You can it helps you understand what you're thinking. So use the clearing structure with your girlfriend and ask her wh- and say it hurt my feelings when I couldn't vis- visit you in the hospital. Here's mm-hmm. why. And then at the end, I want you to say, it, what was the main reason that your parents didn't want me to come? Mm. And if she isn't going to be honest with you, there's something important there to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, if she is honest with you and what she tells you is like, she didn't want you to co- or they didn't want you to come because you are ruining my life or you <laughs> are over manipulative or you are stealing me from them. Mm-hmm. Learn from it. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad. There's mm-hmm. no reason to get mad. Learn from it. Mm-hmm. And that's, e- even if you feel that they're wrong, I want you to take your initial like, Wah! right, but, but try to learn from it. We can learn from uh, things even if someone else thinks we're 100 percent wrong. Right. But we think we're right. Does that make sense? Yes. Like your, yes. Your his her parents will say, "Well, you're a dummy," and I don't like that. And go, well, wait a minute, what? You're a dummy. What have I? What have I done or not done? Let me just think about this. So right. what I'm asking you to do is first of all ask the question mm-hmm. of your girlfriend, and then ask yourself, "What can I learn from this? What's what lesson is in this?" Right. Uh, one of my favorite quotes. I have a million favorite quotes, but it's like sometimes that thing that's always the thing is just representing itself because we're not learning the lesson from it. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's uh-huh. like, oh, I could have... You're not going to well, pass crap, the test I, until you pass the test. Right. You take I, it again I, I and again. I could have learned that from, you know, five years ago. Right. Oh, geez. And there is an element, too, in this. I just thought of this, like, if our daughter was in the hospital... And mm-hmm. she had a boyfriend that I didn't care about. Mm-hmm. The last thing I would want was him to be there because yeah. my daughter is in the hospital. Mm. I don't care about Travis. <laughs> I think it's funny to call him Travis. I don't know why. Um, but Is this guy's name Travis? I, I don't think so. I hope not because that uh-huh. wouldn't be very nice of me, would it? Uh, but it it would be... It, that is not something mm-hmm. against Travis mm-hmm. or this pretend boyfriend it is, I want to mother my daughter who is unwell. Mm. And I don't want to do it with him in the room mm-hmm. or him watching. Mm-hmm. There is an intimacy between parent and child that girlfriend slash boyfriends don't get because they're not uh, thinking about it that way. Mm-hmm. They're thinking of this. Um, this is my person. This, this is, is my person. Yeah. I'm a grown up with them. Like we mm-hmm. talk about our future. We kiss. We blah, blah, blah. But parents are still thinking of their children as children. Mm-hmm. And children are also still thinking of their parents as parents. And when a, when a third party comes in, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, that dynamic is gone. Mm-hmm. It's just gone. And I would not. Like if Hattie had some weird uh, surgery, I would. the last thing I would want is Travis mm-hmm. to be there. Get out, Travis. Go home. So anyway, we're not busting you, Travis. We're saying what can be learned from this, and and again, <laughs> oh Hattie, Travis doesn't have a chance. Uh, <laughs> that was every hilarious. Travis I've ever known has been a real problem. <laughs> this is like the oh, best. Geez. This is the best. <laughs> so for Travis that wrote in this question, no, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, we're not busting you. I no. I am also bringing in my therapist hat here. It's like, oh dude, I, you may be doing everything right, and your girlfriend's family just might be super enmeshed. And I right. get that. That is so frustrating because you're like, oh, I love this girl, but mm-hmm. her family, bro, she's right. crazy. And you know, enmesh- so I, I get that. Right. So I'm not busting your balls on this. Right. Enmeshment probably is also triggering for you. If you had really abusive brothers and mm-hmm. they were mean to you, 
closeness is probably terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there's an element of that that you really have to consider that the uncomfortable feelings that you feel, the discomfort that you have when, when being in proximity to people who act this way mm-hmm. is its own kind of challenge for you. So a good example is when we got married, mm-hmm. my parents, I have really weird, I have a weird family. I love them dearly. I talk to them every day. <laughs> my dad is a traumatic brain injury survivor. Mm-hmm. He's missing part of his frontal lobe. He's really weird, you guys. Don't tell him I said that. He doesn't even know what a podcast is, so he's never going to find out. I Unless my mom shows him. listened to it before. <laughs> I, don't think she, I don't think he has. You're hurting your dad's feelings. I right love now. you, dad. You're weird, though. Uh, my mom, on the other hand, had she had a very hard childhood, a very hard life, and we have a family of lots of like sort of avoidant kind of cold they're loving they're do anything for you but they're not very huggy they're not super like yay you did a great job i yes let's go celebrate they're like ew i don't want to eat out that's gross i'd rather have hard-boiled eggs and you're like okay for the 900th time we're gonna have hard-boiled eggs and your family is the complete opposite they blow up and they fight each other they watch tv on channels or on volume 10,000 constantly it Mm. never turns off they talk about every it, like you could come in and say I cut the grass and they're like woohoo come and give me a hug you're the best son I ever had my parents are like yeah of right. course you cut the grass idiot you're so supposed what it, to so I I believe that in our family of origin we are trying to blend the best things from my family mm-hmm. and the best things from well, your family. Well, but let me tell you why I was saying all that. Mm-hmm. When I first started dating Seth and we drove to South Carolina and I met his parents for the first time, I was like y'all are messed up i was it was so uh it attacked i remember that you were like oh uh, it was so much for me to take i was in like the most constant state of anxiety ever it was like you were on mars i was on mars and i couldn't understand anybody especially not your brother could never (laughs) figure out what he was saying to me and he would just laugh at me because i couldn't figure it out um but but it was the the anxiety that the closeness of his Mm. family caused me I was not prepared for it. Oh my mm. gosh, I was not prepared. I would get mad at Seth because of my discomfort. Why are you so loving? Why? No. I would be like, your mom told me what she thought about me. What the F? I mean, and that's literally, she sat down. She woke me up from you a dead sleep. You said this a thousand times. Nobody with needs to hear it again. With the Bible and told me about how bad my tattoos are. And I'm mm. literally laying in a bed next to her going, okay, uh, good morning. But then after that, like... Maybe that evening or whatever, she'd be like, "Oh yeah, oh, come and help me make yeah. these biscuits." Later you know, that evening, she would be totally fine, which was even more confusing. Uh-huh. So, but all of that to say, all of that to say, the the family dynamics in Seth's home mm-hmm. absolutely triggered massive anxiety. I would get mad at him for it, and then mm. we would fight because I was a stupid baby and I couldn't deal. So I was. I'm want to I want to challenge. <laughs> lovingly like what you're feeling Mm -hmm. because they could just not want you to be there because they just Mm want to be with their daughter Mm -hmm. it might not be we think he's such an idiot it might just be like this is our time Mm -hmm. right if that makes sense yeah why are you so mushy seth (laughs) why am i so mushy (laughs) that was funny (laughs) anyway that is um, funny 
mushy. But yeah, so that there's so many things to factor in here. But I mm-hmm. say use the clearing structure. Like talk about this in a way that is not full of like not charged. It doesn't need to be charged. Um, it says, oh, "OMG, no. I would have run for the hills." LOL. I just realized I am a stupid baby and I cannot deal. <laughs> right? It's no, you it's can't weird. deal. No, like, nobody's a stupid baby. We are. Well, was. sometimes sometimes we are. But guess what? This is what this whole podcast is essentially about. Mm-hmm. Growth, growth mindset, change, dealing with our own junk mm-hmm. and saying, okay, let's do this. Let's right. be better in our individual lives, in our relationships, and especially in our marriage. Right. Seth's quote was. <laughs> uh, so one of the people, I'm, I'm reading Eckhart Tolle right now. The book mm-hmm. New Earth, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. I can't yeah. get enough of it. I thought I was going to hate it, and I love it. And one of the things it's he deep. talks about, it's really deep. And one of the things he talks about was people tend to personalize, take personally mm-hmm. events that have nothing to do with them mm-hmm. because we're selfish, ego-driven people. Mm-hmm. And I want us all to challenge ourselves when we are bothered by something are we taking it personally for no good reason? Mm-hmm. And I and it's different if someone is like punching you and they're like, you're an idiot and I'm hitting you. That's obviously personal. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, I'm stuck in the traffic line and mm-hmm. I don't want to be here, I'm taking this, I'm offended. Right. You know who I, I know who does that constantly? Who? My mom. Yes. Everything is personal. She doesn't. She gets mad yeah. at everybody. And mm. I love you, mom. You know this. I talk so, to you every day. But. This is super interesting. On, on the and this is kind of a tangent, but it's all all related. My mom often, like several times a year, thanks me mm-hmm. for something that I told her probably twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know what it is? Yeah, I do. One time, I I believe mom was in traffic or something like that. And I and we were in the car or something, and I I don't know where this insight came from, but I said, "Mom." Well, you would tell what did she get upset about? She got upset about she got upset about maybe you know somebody cut her off mm-hmm. in traffic or something like that, or sometimes if we don't if we don't have a a self inventory mm-hmm. at times we do at times we don't, but at times we don't, and this is one of those times for her, mm-hmm. just like your mom in traffic and stuff like that. We th- we think that people are doing stuff on purpose and, we, and we take it. Yeah. They're doing right. it to they're us it and to then us. we take it personal. And I said, mom, that person doesn't owe you anything. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that was just like the floodgates of wisdom right. opened up for her. And she, she still right. thanks me. She said, and when you said that, yeah, that person doesn't owe me anything. That just completely changed right. her perspective. And in this and, case, mm-hmm. that's the same way. These parents don't owe you anything. That's right. Um, and it that's hard to hear, mm-hmm. but it's the truth of it. And and if you can open your heart mm-hmm. to loving your girlfriend so much that you will let her parents love her how they want to love her, mm-hmm. that might change the dynamic of everything. Yeah, because people don't. I don't think dating people realize what they're stepping into because they are in their own world and they're, oh, I'm dream. Oh, Seth's so dreamy. Mm. I just want to be with Seth, 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 right. Seth. And I, I realized this because whenever we would visit your family, mm-hmm. I was like massively the outsider. I didn't live in your state. I didn't mm-hmm. know your customs. I didn't know half the words your parents were saying. Uh, I didn't know how you did everything. And I realized very quickly, I need to step back. Seth is in his home Mm. and it is not my place. And I still do that. I will leave. Like I'll just go somewhere else Mm -hmm. so your parents can have you. Mm -hmm. And it's not. And in the beginning I used to be like, Oh, well I'm his girlfriend. (laughs) Right. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh what? Mm -hmm. Shut up. Right. Mm -hmm. But I realized 
they don't get to have him mm. as much as I get to have him That's now. Right. And they're never going to get to have him as much as I do now. How rude of it, how rude of me is it to take all of his time and mm-hmm. think I always have to be there? Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm going to love you like a wife and your parents get to love you like a child. Mm-hmm end of story and it works out a thousand times better to do it that way so i want to really ask you to think that way about stuff that's right why is your you look really pretty today thanks i drew my eyebrows farther in <laughs> it has a it makes why a do you have to say thanks all fierce like I a bee. i feel good whoa i wasn't being a bee <laughs> you owe me nothing i'm not taking it personally anyway oh this wait is... there's comments down here oh, okay in my experience my family freaked out when my husband and i were dating because we were all close and they felt that we they were losing me mm-hmm. now we're married and they love my husband and it is all good i that i'm so glad that you brought that up because that is i think how many 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 people feel and in a way the transition of your child dating somebody mm-hmm. is a loss for a parent mm. oh my gosh hear me when travis walks in my door i am going to be like OMG, it has begun. Mm. It has begun. I will never have that child the way that I have her now. Ever. She's not going to cuddle with me anymore. She's not going to kiss me anymore. She's Mm. not going to want me to carry her to her bedroom anymore. And that is a loss. It is a transition. It is not easy. Imagine this. It is not easy. So Uh imagine that you have a dog and you love your dog. So we have a dog named Doug. He eats deer crap and we love him. If if, um, Dougette comes around Mm. and all of a sudden now I've got to give Doug partially away to this little bee, right? This little girl. Literally. literally. This little bee, this girl. So, she's coming in here, and I have to figure out how am I going to love mm-hmm. Doug now because it's not going to be the mm-hmm. same. He wants to be with Dougette, and that is hard for me to deal with. Right, but because it's hard, you don't have to be, you know, showing your butt around and, like... What does that mean? Sh- just showing your true colors, <laughs> like, you know, like, messing... just. Causing a big stink. Right, uh, don't uh, fast. YouTube says once the com- once the commitment was made, right. it smoothed over, and he proved he wasn't trying to keep me from them. Exactly. <clears throat> and then Lily, I mean Ivy says yes, uh, like yes, mom. Now you sit in the back seat. Right. right, and that is a a transition that, if done well, obviously it's been done a billion years. Right. It is okay, and it's been, it's been done really terribly too because uh-huh. parents moms and dads are getting butt hurt because their little kid who we're enmeshed with right man i have clients man this is crazy hitting home i have clients like this that's now that their teenagers are completely out right mom and dad are losing their right. brains because they don't know what to do because they were enmeshed they mm-hmm. were not differentiated my kid is my life mm-hmm. my kid's gone mm-hmm. what do i do right now? right kind of thing and i don't well i'm not i'm not going to be mm-hmm. one of those parents mm-hmm. and you're not either i'm gonna yeah, make you right? but awareness uh-huh. is a huge part mm-hmm. of that we mm-hmm. have to know for us we have to know to grow right so like we have to right. know that this is a thing that happens in order to grow and that is on both sides from the dating couple's perspective mm-hmm. to the parents perspective if you don't understand that at some day your kid is not going to need you the way they need you right now. Mm-hmm. And you're going to resent Travis. Travis is going to walk in your door and all your energy is going to go onto Travis. It's hey, not Travis, his fault. Hey, Travis, let me show you my gun collection. <laughs> it's right? not his fault 
that she is growing up and becoming a woman. It's not. It's just who she chose. Uh-oh. And it's how Doug we at li- literally taking my son with her to L.A., and it took some time to stop looking for reasons, excuses to keep him from going with right. her. Ah. Yes, and emptiness syndrome. Yeah. So it- Hey, hold on. Ivy, that's a really good realization, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you're growing in that. Bill yes. says emptiness syndrome. Exactly. Oh, no. All, my, all our birds are out. Who are you? What is this empty nest? Right. right? Are you going to now, is dugget going to be like a bad word in a yeah, house Yeah, I think now? so. Oh, it's a dugget. Dugget and Travis. My my <laughs> leave for work alarm is about to go off, oh, so okay. we got to wrap this up. Wait, we got to do our conversation starters right, of the day. The so as starters. we wrap up, thank you for sending the question. You can send your question in to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com or ask mm-hmm. it in the Anatomy of Marriage app, which we have right here. That's right. We're going to do our conversation starters of the day. And we are in the just for fun uh, category. If you could go back in time, what age would you be and why? Hmm. Oh, I wouldn't go back in time. I don't think that I... Oh, no, I, I don't I don't think that I would. I've lived, I would not want to give this up, no, what I have right no now. No way. Uh, that, you know, if people ask, like, oh, if you could go back and do one thing differently, mm-hmm. you know, well, the things that we should have done differently taught us the lessons that right. we are benefiting right, right. from right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, now that's a quote. Are you right. kidding me? That's a big time quote. Dugget is her new name. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I know. <laughs> or do it. I mean, it's yeah, really no, that's, funny. That's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, funny. Let's see. Who do you know that has the best marriage, and what can we do to get our marriage there? Uh, we have the best. marriage. I know. That's all I can think. Of. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, we don't have the best marriage, and you guys see it from time to time when we argue on the show, when we work out conflict on the show. Right? Who has the best marriage? You know, I'm not sure. I think we do have the best marriage because we talk about everything. Nothing is hidden. Nothing is under the rug. Nothing is. There's no anger and resentment floating around. We work things out. How about this? We talk lovingly. That is how you should answer the question. We have the best marriage. Not because we think it's the best. Mm -hmm. This is the best marriage for me at the time. Right, at right? the time, but later it's going to be someone else. Cool. Maybe. This show is brought to you by... Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Got it already. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you guys. So thank you very much. Remember, if you want more of this, if you want an intense daily dose, completely literal daily dose of this stuff, go check out or email us at coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com to get more information. I will spend all the time you need with you on a console mm-hmm. call to see if this is right for you. Who says working out conflict is a bad thing? Right. That's exactly right. 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 That's People have the exactly wrong right. idea about marriage. Um, right. And you should follow us on Instagram and everything because we were talking about our homeschool journey. We're starting homeschooling. Mm. I'm starting homeschooling. I'm so excited about Crazy. it. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Send your questions in and we will see you tomorrow. What? All right. No, oh, that's it. Waving your love finger. you guys. We'll all see right. you tomorrow. Tuesday. Bye. Bye.